0: Flyover Politics Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed.
1: With the Human Rights Council, and have announced our intention to seek election to that body so that we can advance our most cherished democratic values around the globe. Of course, when we raise issues of equity and justice at the global scale, we have to approach them with humility. We have to acknowledge that we are an imperfect union and have been since the beginning. And every day we strive to make ourselves more perfect and more just. In a diverse country, that means committing to do the work. It means learning and understanding more about each other. It means engaging trailblazing groups like yours to teach, to grow, to include, to improve. It means not forgetting our past or ignoring our present, but keeping both firmly in mind as we push for a better future. I tried to do this recently in the U.N. General Assembly when I spoke on the International Day for the Elimination of Racial Discrimination. That day and commemoration was personal for me. So I told the U.N. some personal stories. I told them how my great grandmother, Mary Thomas, born in 1865, was the child of a slave just three generations back from me. I grew up in the segregated South. I was bused to a segregated school. On weekends, the Klan burned crosses on lawns in our neighborhood. I shared these stories and others to on the international stage that I have personally experienced one of America's greatest imperfections. I've seen for myself how the original sin of slavery weaved white supremacy into our founding documents and principles. But I also shared these stories to offer up an insight, a simple truth I've learned in years. Racism is not the problem of the person who experiences it. Those of us who experience racism cannot and should not internalize it, despite the impact it can have on everyday life.
2: Hey, and welcome back to Flavor Politic Podcast. It is the 16th of April, year of our Lord, 2021. And I start with one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. Ever, ever, ever. So much we don't have the fire going. We just have her face. And the lost time you got for Tucker. So first and foremost, I am so sorry. I reloaded the podcast with the omitted 17 minutes of sound. I don't know what happened, but what I've decided to do is lower down my sound bites and make them smaller size. I think it's too much data. But I apologize. Before we post today, you will have the audio or the video. And if the video hangs and there's no sound, you can go forward and you can continue on. On a podcast, it's really difficult because I ran into it myself. Not being arrogant, but I wanted to hear what it sounded like. If it made sense, I rarely I listen about one every four podcasts, and it was just dead time. And you're just hitting forward. You're checking your Bluetooth. You're going. My speakers are broke. I mean, who the hell knows? So I apologize. I'm going to edit it out if it happens today. I don't think so because I've taken them all down or taken them all down, and I brought them in instead of 1080 as 720, which is what I'm producing, and see if that improves it. So that up front was the leftover audio that you missed. Um, of Tucker and what he said that's got these people all pissed off. And I still don't understand it. Cause nothing he said wasn't true. We talked about it the last podcast. They do want to replace you. They don't want black people. They don't give a fuck about anybody. They want a new voter block. That's what they want. Cause you're bad people. Cause you don't think like them. And it's evident with this UN ambassador. I, I gotta be quite honest that, that, I don't even know what to say about that. I don't know what you say. I don't I don't know how you address it. She's apologizing and saying America is a shithole country. We had a whole section of our media and liberals and never Trumpers who literally lost their shit because the president of the United States said other countries are a shithole country. But invariably here with the UN, every fucking person he's put we got Kristen Clark today. They say America's the shithole. We're the shithole country. And and I want you to understand every extreme thing they're doing, every extreme thing, they're executing it and saying the American people want it. The media is saying the American people want this. As Republican Julia Letlow is sworn in, the Democrat margin in the House is six. They have the vice president in the Senate. That's not a mandate. By no means is that a mandate. Yet they're doing everything to change the entire system so that they never lose power. But they're saying the American people need this or democracy needs it or some lame-ass thing that isn't true. True. And you saw Nagler in there. I mean, what the fucking fuck? This is how our systems work since 1869. We've had nine Supreme Court justices. Every party gets their shot. Now, granted, as they offered up this this week, and we'll cover it again in a second, Pelosi isn't taking it because she knows it's too extreme. Especially when you say you need 13, so you specifically have 7 for Democrats and 6 for Republicans. But the sheer thing that we've gotten here, the hypocrisy of all this, is all based on a gigantic power grab. It's just a power grab. So as we go into our cliff notes, we start with this bag Oh shit. No, we haven't got there yet. We'll get there. But she's a bag of shit. And we go into our other stuff. Cops erect concrete barrier around home of cop who shot Dante Wright as protests turned violent on the third night. She is now charged with second degree manslaughter. She's resigned. But it's still not good enough because they're still burning shit down. So before we go into one of the funniest things, because we have two things today on CNN. If you read really quick, you got one of them. This and it probably has sound, so I'm gonna let it play on its own. No more white babies. These are BLM protests. Kill all cops.
3: This is the other one.
2: That's that's what we're doing. Okay? That's what we're doing. Kill all cops. No more white babies. But BLM needs more corporate money. And to show, before we get to the money shot on CNN, how garbage they are during these riots that they're banking on because they need to improve their ratings because they can no longer talk about Trump. This happened to a CNN crew. You're going to see the live air spot that happened precisely after this attack. And nobody says it happened. No, bro- bro, no,
4: no,
5: no, you don't got no trouble, no, 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 no,
6: no, no, we don't, it's all peace, baby, it's all peace, it's all
5: peace. It's all peace. It's all peace. Holy all shit.
7: Anywhere, you mean, what A bottle of water knocks you out? This nigga fainting for the water. This nigga the water. Do we have a meeting? Do we have a meeting? He's a man me everything is
8: we
2: need a we man right
8: there. The right a Need a, a, we we a we 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 to so get
4: all good.
9: don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't you not you dare. not Don't Don't Don't
2: Don't Okay, I'm oh, not the one that's telling us to be peaceful. There's no such thing as fucking peaceful. Well, you
4: fucking killed from the beginning, bro. Fuck yeah. Hey, hey, hey. he was killed in my club. Hey, motherfucker. Essentially, that response is, and I can tell they've already sprayed some pepper spray, excuse me, because it lingers in the air for a while. Rubber bullets have been fired. We saw someone who had been hit by a rubber bullet, and those things really sting. Uh, They can uh, injure you very badly. We know journalists in some of these protests in years past lost an eye. Um, So it's not, they are less than lethal, but it doesn't mean they can't maim you.
2: Have you seen that at all, or is it just the police? in this phalanx, in these lines,
3: not really intermingling or or integrating with the protesters to try to talk them or to develop some sort of a relationship with them?
4: No, that's not happening. That's just not. It's just not happening. And, you know, from the police's perspective. Uh, they uh, feel like all they're going to get back to them is anger and, and you know, and, and who knows what else. And from the protesters' perspective, the time for talking was before they shot and killed another black man. You know, I, I think what's happened here is that it's very difficult to have that conversation. And then they have cans of soup. Soup. And they throw
10: the cans of soup. That's better than a brick because you can't throw a brick. It's too heavy. But a can of soup, you can really put some power into that, right? Yes, sir. And then when they get caught, they say, no, this is
9: soup for my family. They're so innocent. This is soup for my family.
5: (laughs) Whoa. Cans of soup, thugs on airplanes wearing black uniforms, people you've never heard of who were in the dark shadows. It's all from our president. He's just got these ideas. Trump stokes fear with bizarre stories about mysterious people on a plane emerging from the dark shadows, preying on the
1: defenseless masses with bags of soup. Uh, Tiger, uh, yeah. you have
4: been out here. Did you Have you been out here the last couple of days?
11: Yeah. yeah. Well, I've been here uh, all four nights. Uh, I'm just standing here today with uh, soup for my family. And uh, we're just, you know, watching all of this unfold. It's very unfortunate.
4: You're not planning on using that, are you? Throwing yes. it at the police?
11: Like I said, it's for
4: my family.
2: So in there is a guy with a can of soup. Now, to the first point, unbelievable they didn't talk about it. Mostly dry dry protests, water bottles thrown, mob chases off CNN crew near police headquarters in Brooklyn. The people, of course, put up the fiery but mostly peaceful from CNN. Mob forces CNN crew to flee. Protesters throw a water bottle at CNN crew members and hit him square on the head. They mock him when he falls. This all happened. And then people start asking, hey, Don Lemon, CNN crew member was nearly knocked out by one of those peaceful water bottles. You're going to condemn the animals responsible? No, they didn't even mention it. You didn't hear it. And then the Libs got all excited about the can of soup. And they... Once again, the most powerful person in the world going off about a can of soup. The bar has truly been raised in the art of trolling. Liberals thought it was a troll. Conservatives thought, wait a minute. No, it's actually proving that Trump's true. If you watch the riot footage, they throw cans of soup, frozen water bottles, frozen cans of fucking soda pop. But those are the people we're supposed to listen to. Those people don't go to jail. People who trespass on the Capitol, they go to jail forever. For the rest of their fucking lives. Journalists have gone to jail. Not the journalist from CNN, who was paid by CNN and NBC to go in there with an Anifat protester and was caught on video saying, we did it. We got in here. Though, they don't go to jail. No but a Latino guy who wears a Make America gray hat? Oh, fuck yeah. You watch Tucker Carlson, you saw it. That that motherfucker going to jail. And it stems from the complete lack of journalistic integrity across the board. Article. The press is infrastructure for Biden because they are. But if we go back in the wayback machine, Dilly do, dilly do, dilly do, do? Do, do. This new voter, you know, suppression, voting ID is racist. It's nothing new.
8: Someone should ask Reince Priebus, him being the leader of the Republican Party in this country, why his party is so compelled to deny people the right to vote. Wasn't it Abraham Lincoln who would run the risk of being called a Republican in name only today, who won the civil war so people, especially African Americans, could be regular voting citizens? Mr. Priebus likes to toss off the charge that he's responsible for all this. But doesn't the Republican National Committee have duties to go beyond raising money and showing up on the Sunday talk shows? Doesn't have a responsibility, a moral responsibility to tell the parties across the country that the party of Lincoln shouldn't become the party of Jefferson Davis? Or is that where we're headed? What do you make of these Republicans who, even though some of them are going to show up with you as your colleagues this weekend down in Selma, they're out there pushing all these uh, voter suppression efforts, these voter ID card requirements. In states like even Pennsylvania, we have the leadership of the Republican legislature, which dominates the legislature, openly saying we're doing this to win votes because we can keep the African-American from voting, especially older people. It's going to help us win statewide elections, I mean, that seems to be completely in violation of the purpose of the Voting Rights Act. This game they're playing about voter rights. I could have played hundreds more. It's always been that way. And I, I stumbled
2: across it and I thought, you know, I'm going to play that. Because th- this is what what we are. I mean, th- th- this is what we are. I mean, there, there's just no way not for these people to be this way. They're just the fucking worst people in the world. So... Let's move into um, the second hit. And understand, it's not just the media. It's social media. It's almost every institution now that is part of this fascist takeover of the country. Why businesses are doing it, I still don't understand, because eventually you're going to get an ass raped. I did my taxes today. And they outright told me, even though I'm making very little money, my tax rate's going to go up 2 to 4% next year. Have I made the same amount of money? Because of Biden. This is h Block. Because of the new administration, our experts say at least 4% increase. But there's no middle class taxes. Because all you people believe that. The 81 million believe everything that geriatrics says. That's what you do. Because Trump bad. Him good. Even though he's way more extreme. So... We play number one of Project Veritas. Two and three came out. I got them, and then they went away because James O'Keefe was banned from Twitter under the lame-ass pretense that he was using a dummy account or trolling off another account. Totally false, not true, but they've had to find a reason to get him off because these... Are fucking worse than the first.
7: COVID, gangbusters are raving. COVID, gangbusters are raving. Right, which is why we constantly have the death toll on the side. Let's make it higher. Like, why isn't it high enough? You know, today, like, it would make our point better if it was higher. It's fear. Like, fear really drives numbers. Fear is the thing that keeps you too in. If it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. If it bleeds, it leads. Yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
7: No, no one ever says it, those things out loud, but it's obvious you're about to see is so shocking admissions about covid its impact the bias and things that we've all suspected but have never been able to confirm until now Sad news doesn't do well with ratings. You know, like, if you can get someone in passion, that does really well with ratings. Sad news, back to back to back, doesn't do really well unless it affects them directly. COVID, gangbusters are great with ratings, right? Which is why we constantly have the death toll on the side, which I have a major problem with that we're tallying how many people die every day. Because I've even looked at it be like look at it and be like let's make it higher like why isn't it high enough you know today like it would make our point better if it was higher and I'm like what am I f- rallying for that's a problem yeah we're doing it, you know like this special red phone ring yeah and they pick it up and it's like the head of the network being like there's nothing that you're doing right now that makes me want to stick yeah. put the numbers back up because Thing that we had, so put it back up. So, like, things like that are constantly talked about. I mean, there's no such thing as um, unbiased me, any reporter oh, yeah. on CNN. Okay. What they're actually doing is they're telling the person what to say, it's always like leading them in a direction before they even open their mouth. And the only people that we will have on the air. For the most part are people that have a proven track record of taking the bait. This time we see Chester reconciling the truth that actually exists. I was trying to do some research to like the Asian hate, like the uh, 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 people are getting attacked or a potion? a my but I have been attacking Asian? Um so I'm like what are you doing? Like, we're trying to, like, help, like, with the BLM, and, like, we're gonna, like, I mean, it's individuals, it's not a people. Um, that's not good, the optics of that are not good. These little things like that are enough to set back movements, you know. Because yeah, the, the, uh, the far left will start to latch on and create a storm. of, like, um, criminalizing an entire game, you know, just easy
3: Molly Hemingway
2: the thing he admits at the end about the only voices they allow on air being the ones that are easily controlled is devastating to every CNN reporter contributor host credibility not that wise people need to have him admit it, that not that wise people needed him to have to admit that we all know I you tune into CNN you just know you never hear a, a conservative voice i mean remember i am a nazi and an insurrectionist a tower shooter all these things i've been called but i watched the one newsmax show spicer my wife likes it with lindsey keith they bring out a guy from the national memo who is a dick face he will support anything the left's doing he even supported court packing But you don't hear that on CNN. I'm not saying Fox does it, but you just don't hear it. What you hear from our media comes from John Hayward, if this is going to work. Gun control, they demand from behind their armed guards. Abolish the police, they shout from behind military security forces. Income inequality, they scream from their multiple mansions. Climate change, they wail from their private jets. That's, that's what they do. That is exactly what they do. It's how they've always been. It's how they always will be. And our media, just on board. I fucked up. I should have stayed where I was. Sorry. This is the part of the show I didn't research. I understand the Tucker Carlson thing is getting out of fucking control. Just out of control. Because he's saying things they don't want said on TV. It's not because he's a Nazi. It's not because he's a racist. It's not because he's a xenophobe. He's just saying words you're not supposed to say. Every night he's doing devastating sections that I could play on my show, but I'm staying away from it because that seems to be the catalyst. Every time I put a big file in it, it goes to shit in production and loses the sound. This is a real thing. Let me bring this up because it's a little small. White supremacy has its coming out party with Tucker Carlson. White supremacy. You have the Washington Post, 11 articles in six days. And then this Brian Seltzer shit. Let me blow it up a little bit. Among journalists journalists who say they have been harassed following segments on Carlson's show, there was a reluctance to speak publicly about what happened for fear of inciting a new round of negative attention and hostility. People come out and say, you threaten and dox people. You went to an old lady in Florida for a meme and a website. Every night you do a segment on Tucker Carlson, people have into his house multiple times. Checkmate, you fucking cocksucker. That they're allowed to do this and nobody fact checks them. Nobody. We don't hear shit. It's just unconscionable. And to go with this diatribe of how fucked up they are, here's oh here's Oliver Darcy. Yeah, go fuck yourself. So the bounty stories really is that Dems paid bounties to journo's to kill the Trump campaign. And let's go back to memory lane.
12: In our worldly today, President Trump dismissing the Russian bounty intelligence story as a hoax. Meant to damage him and Republicans, the president often touts his relationship with his Russian counterpart, Vladimir Putin. The White House also responding tonight to a bombshell report accusing Russia of offering
13: bounties to the Taliban to kill American soldiers in Afghanistan.
4: And now, you know, from this reporting in The New York Times, which has since been confirmed by The Wall Street Journal, that not only does the president know that Russia was paying for American soldiers' deaths. News, get this, the Washington Post is now reporting that the
2: alleged Russian bounties to Taliban fighters in Afghanistan are believed
7: to have resulted in the deaths of U.S. troops. Like this New York Times story about a stunning U.S. intel assessment, finding that Russia secretly ordered offered Afghan militants bounties to kill U.S. troops.
3: So comes on the fire over those bombshell reports... That the White House was told Russia was paying bounties to kill U.S. troops in Afghanistan. The most important application of that question is what did the president know about Vladimir Putin offering a bounty for the killing of American soldiers in Afghanistan and when did he know it?
1: A senior Afghan official confirmed to CBS News that the reports were not only true, but the Russian government achieved some success with their plans.
10: Gary Kelly, I cannot tell a lie. he insists the president does, in fact, read everything he needs to read. We need to look at the real threat to U.S. troops and the risk that Russia was putting a bounty on their heads. That Americans found out this weekend that Vladimir Putin is paying to put bounties on the heads of American troops.
14: Telling CNN that the White House was warned about Russia offering bounties, actual bounties to kill U.S. troops in Afghanistan.
3: He's not even there yet. He's still suggesting that the reporting about the fact that there were these bounties offered is fake. Meanwhile, your organization, The New York Times and others, are getting some fairly detailed uh, reporting about how it actually works.
1: Despite those denials over and over. Sources tell CNN that last week the U.S. even shared that intelligence with British officials as some of the British troops would have been targeted as well. Yeah, to to say nothing of of putting bounties on on American troops. Um, It's
0: unbelievable, Joya. Public reporting that Russia had bounties on the
14: heads of American soldiers. And you know what a bounty is? It's somebody puts a price on your head and they will pay it if you are killed.
2: Noah Sachman, U.S. Intel, walks back blockbuster Russian bounties. But on on Thursday, the Biden administration announced the U.S. intelligence only had low to moderate confidence in the story after all. Translated from the jargon of spy world, that means the intelligence agency has found the story is at best unproven. Unproven. Watchdog. Trump was right, and it was all fake news. And of course it was. Of course it was fake news. They're always making up fake news. We got a guy on CNN saying they just brought people up and made shit up about his health. Does anybody believe that's not true? The actual psychologist they brought on and said that he fucking was mentally unstable. Literally got fired from her job. And they didn't even tell her she was fired until the campaign was over. They kept bringing her on. And then you got Don Lemon on CNN disputing the boys club. So I'm going to let Tucker talk about it, since they want to get him killed or something, because they're they're just, I mean, we're playing this game. This is dangerous to journalists to go on the air and call them out. They're doing it on Wapo 11 times in a week, and that's all CNN reports right now, because they're not going to report the other shit.
12: We try and keep up with what's going on over at CNN, and a few nights ago we told you about CNN anchor Brooke Baldwin. She's on her way out, but on her way out, she accused CNN of being sexist and you may recall we gave the advice to Jeff Zucker, just transition and increase the number of women at CNN. But he ignored our advice. Instead, the channel is doubling down on women hating. Watch this. Well, a
2: couple of things. I don't know everybody else's salary, so
3: I can't say that it's a, you know, and it's a boys club. I look, I just got there. You don't it,
13: think it's a boys club, as as
2: Brooke I don't. I don't H- think it's. Yeah, a-
13: you're having lunch with Zucker. I'm
9: guessing she's not.
3: Well, I don't know who's, I mean, I actually called him up and said, would you like to have lunch? I mean, she can do the same thing.
12: (laughs) Remember Mr. Rourke from Love Boat? Why is it Don Lamont every time? It's just, you get a sort of Mr. Rourke from, anyway, he was asked about Rick Baldwin's claims. And he said, I just got here. Of course, he's only been there 15 years. Time moves quickly when you work in a cable patriarchy. Once you get past Mr. Lamont's denial, we did notice something else. He's explaining if you can imagine, like sitting knees open on the subway, hey, lecturing Brooke Baldwin on how to get invited to the bro lunch with Jeff Zucker. Now, we know that Don Lamont might strike you as the poster child for toxic masculinity, but that's exactly what that was. Casual sexism. He doesn't even realize it. Don Lamont needs to check himself and his male privilege. Stop the mansplaining, Mr. Rourke. Good on him. You know, th- that's
2: the problem with liberal wokism. It just pisses me off. They never have to play by the rules. I mean, Promo is still in office. He's fucking sexually harassed the entire goddamn staff of the Capitol. He's still in office, handing out $17,000 checks to fucking illegals. But yeah. Coon man, blackface. Northam, he's still in office. Matt Getz will probably get real time, and I don't even know anything about the case, but I have no faith it's true. Neither does the AP, by the way, because here's the AP story. America's distrust of the press goes deeper than partisanship and comes down to how journalists define their very mission. According to a new study from the Media Insight Project, a collaboration between the American Press and Institute <clears throat> excuse me, and AP Nork, the study... Define five core principles or beliefs that drive most journalists and have found that non-journalists offer unqualified major support for only one of them. The idea that press should provide people with facts. That's it. That's just fucking it. That's that's all they do. Ariel Davidson. When I see this graph, all I can hear are the voices of journalists yelling at a police chief to not refer to a riot as indeed a riot. Journalists don't care about facts. They care about activists. Another one, because that's the one you assholes have abandoned. Journalism is a garbage fire. The values of journalists suck, and uncovering what the deep pathologies are that drive them to suck should be the explanatory goal. He's right. We haven't had facts. I don't remember the last time we had facts. I don't, I, I, I've said it on here and I know it's tiresome, but I don't believe anything they say. And worst of all, because it kind of goes with the CNN and all this shit, this is the rhetoric that our news media is putting out in regard to policing.
3: I'm just as likely to get shot by that cop as I am what the potential intruder is. That's, that's just the reality. That's the reality of, that I live with every day. And I'll also say this. You know, from a political science perspective, no, it actually, it, if you look at the one seat that Democrats actually picked up in the state of Georgia, the congressional seat, uh, you, you, that, that, the woman, the doctor whose name escapes you, she was actually out there protesting with Black Lives Matter. This is a white woman. She got elected in Georgia. I, I know that that. Argue. I know that that Congressman Clyburn tried to say that defund the police and, and abolish the police hurt Democrats. There's no statistical information right now, polling information that shows that that actually kept anybody from winning. Here's the larger issue. Policing, the way it has functioned in this country, no longer works. If there was a public school where every couple of months you had a kid die in a cafeteria, you would shut down that school. You would fire every teacher. You would rebuild the entire school and say, hey, this isn't working. Kids shouldn't be dying in the cafeteria on a regular basis. If you had an emergency room where doctors and patients were dying on a regular basis for routine checkups, you would say, hey, there is something wrong with this we got to fire everybody there and start from the beginning. For some reason in America, when we see consistent failures on the part of police departments, suddenly everybody says that can't be abolished. We have everybody from the far right to the far left saying we can get rid of everything from the Environmental Protection Agency to the National Education Board. Why can't we do the same thing with police? There are ideas out there. There are policies. There are ways these can be.
2: Just atrocious. Just fucking atrocious. And that's everything. Every issue. Here's uh, ABC News. Speak up publicly about climate crisis with a sense of urgency. Time. Climate is everything. How the pandemic can make it better. Which brings us to, of course, court packing. Before I play the soundbite of the media jerking off with some KY... Liberal Supreme Court justices vote in lockstep, not the conservative justices. That's USA Today. But you can't hear that in these soundbites.
4: Expanding the Supreme Court, Democrats set to unveil a highly controversial bill today that would add four more justices. Republicans already lining up in opposition, saying it's purely an attempt to pack the bench with liberal justices. Inside an already heated battle, growing even more intense this morning.
14: The Supreme Court, of course, has the power to decide cases touching all aspects of American life. And Congress does have the power to change the number of justices. The push from progressives to do it now is an effort to dilute a conservative majority that could shape the law for generations. This morning, congressional Democrats taking a first step into a political firestorm over the Supreme Court, planning to introduce a bill to expand the court from nine justices to 13, something conservatives fiercely oppose as political court packing. Progressive fury over the court has been growing after former President Trump appointed three conservative justices, including one in an election year, after Republicans blocked President Obama from naming Merrick Garland to the court in 2016. Because
5: Democrats currently control the House, Senate, and
2: And then against thing, and here's motherfucking, what is his name, motherfucking uh, Mark, Markley, saying how they pack, it's all the pack in the court, we, we, we're we just unpacking it, it's just fucking Donald Trump stole two seats, we're just a little bitches, Monterre Jones justified court packing by determining that he doesn't understand anything about it, and he just went on a rant, but the media didn't care. They don't want to put details. They don't want to put facts. Jonathan Turley. Democrats planning legislation to expand the Supreme Court from 9 to 13 justice. Sources confirm. blah, blah, blah. Let's get to him. The House and Senate are moving forward with a bill to add four new justices to the Supreme Court. There's nothing subtle or elegant in the move. Just a raw muscle play to take control of the court. If the report is true, they have decided not to wait for the commission. A move to just add four new justices would dispense with even the pretense of principle the bill will now strip away any semblance of constitutional value for members who do not denounce raw court packing. The late Justice Ginsburg said she wasn't for him. Until, ultimately, this shows the cost and failure of leadership in the Democratic Party, including Biden. Rather than denounce the court packing, Biden plays to the far left and calls for a commission to study something he calls a boneheaded and terrible, terrible idea. His words. His words. Nobody's putting those words in his mouth. Nobody. His words. It's just, it, how could the right get away with this? How would anybody ever be able to get away with this shit? It just wouldn't happen. You couldn't do it. And then you, then you have statehood. I'm going to expand this. This is what the Constitution says, but that's already gone through. It's unconstitutional. You can't do it. But nobody seems to care. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to fucking call it out in our media. Nobody's going to say, hey, you know, this is not proper decorum. I mean, we heard proper decorum so fucking many times under fucking Trump. It made me want to puke coat hangers. Daily Single, Daily. daily, uh, the Boston Globe. It doesn't matter where you go. The Constitution of the District of Columbia is not supposed to be a state. The court has been nine justices since right after the Civil War. And if everything back in that era is racist, how could it be good to go before the end of the Civil War on the number of justices if it's just not what it is? And once again, my point being is they get away with lying, A, and the media would go volcanic of the right would have pulled this under Trump. If Trump would have done a commission, we would have imploded there have been riots. If the Republicans, when they had control, would have put up a, a bill to change the Supreme Court, when they didn't have the majority, it would be it would just be out of control. They're children. They don't care about you. They just want all the balls. And back to just a fucking hypocrisy. House Democrats working with Liz Cheney. Restrict Trump plan withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan, but now it's Okadoki, artichoke.
15: As we approach the
2: 20-year anniversary of the September 11th attacks, President Biden is set to announce a full withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan. The Biden administration says it will start pulling some of the 2,500 troops still in Afghanistan by May the first. The rest withdrawn before the september 11th anniversary let's dig into this decision with the president of the council on foreign relations author of the book the world a brief introduction richard haas richard good morning it's good to see you yesterday you called this decision quote disappointing you said these kind of decisions should not be based on a calendar but should be based on conditions on the ground in afghanistan i think a lot of people watching right now would say my gosh we've been there for 20 years president biden's right it's time to go home explain why you're disappointed Well, I think there's the risk that Afghanistan again emerges as an important venue where terrorists operate, and I think there's the near certainty that it will be a human rights uh, tragedy, that anyone who worked with the United States will find himself or herself vulnerable
15: to the Taliban. I do think this also raises questions about America's willingness to stand by our friends and allies, and this is this is a decision
2: which the president made, again, based more on on calendars than conditions, a danger. Is we pull out it now, the government does fall, which I think sooner or later is more likely than not, or loses control over most of the country. And what then? It near-term looked very... And then, does anyone really trust the Taliban to police the country so groups like ISIS and al-Qaeda don't set up shop again? I could blow this up, but why would I? These are the two statements from Pelosi. And, of course, you know how it went out. And then Drew Holden... And I could go through every one of these, but I just did a slideshow. CNN, WAPO, New York Times. I'm not going to insult your intelligence. I'm not even going to read it. I'm just going to slide through it. Let me make it a little bigger for you. And this is the difference between Trump and Biden. Nazis. That's the fuck fuck goose of the stupid program. It doesn't like some of these pictures. David Brooks. He's an independent. Yeah, that's it. We're gonna we're gonna cliff note now. Yep, he's an independent. That's an independent right there. Independent. That's what we say an independent is. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's our cliff notes and a little bit of everything today. It's good stuff. Third city approves vote of no confidence in L.A. District Attorney Gascon. Retailers considering whether to call police for non-filing offenses as trial over Floyd's death continued. So now they're just not going to call it because either way, they can't win. Amazon, Buffett, hundreds more unite in biggest show of solidarity date. To business community rallies, it's still going on. They're trying to stop voter ID. Over an incident involving a guy who died of a drug overdose and another guy, Dante Wright, was wanted for robbing and choking a woman at gunpoint. Don't you see that that's a common thing? But how is it covered? Frederick Joseph for Cosmopolitan. The problem of white supremacy isn't white men, but rather whiteness, which white women such as Kim Potter are absolutely part of, my latest, for Cosmopolitan. Absolutely this. Whiteness isn't even what you were born as, really. But whether or not you're part of this a group of oppression. How the right to face means is assumes you are, but refuse to prop it up, and you'll find yourself excommunicated really fast. It's a criminal enterprise, says some liberal douche nozzle. Do you notice how you you don't hear that about the guy who shot Ashley Babbitt in the face? He was a white guy. Saw the picture of him. I saw a video the other night. I didn't play it on the show. It's clearly obvious. 100% obvious. There were five officers walking down a stairwell in SWAT gear. Right behind Ashley Babbitt. None of them did anything. That person shot her. If she was black. If it would have been right now. What would happen? They did the same thing because they want to take guns for the same reason. Senator Dianne Feinstein says gun suppressors hide the sound of gunfire from potential victims and law enforcement. And then lastly, before we go to the media jerk-off and off to Woke, because this is a short show, and once again, I'm sorry. I said the next one would be on Sunday, but yeah, my wife booked up my weekend, so we're just shit out of luck on that. I was watching The Five. We had flipped out of a NASCAR show, and there was the five on our TV, because we had tuned in for the stupid thing about the court packing. And Harold Ford Jr. is one guy I kind of respect, I mean... He's a lot like me in the respects that at one time I was a Democrat and then I became Republican because the party got too far left, and that's him. And one time I was a Republican, but now they're just useless pieces of shit who only take care of corporations and don't really give a fuck about me and don't fight for my right to party. He said, I don't know of a story of a. White kid getting shot by a black cop. I Google searched and found one. I duck, duck, goad and found numerous. This one is from 2015. No riots after cop kills white kid playing with the toy gun. They're there. But you couldn't do that. In our society. If you were white, you couldn't do this. You couldn't go out and tear shit the fuck up. It wouldn't be a go at this station. You would be fucking skull fucked for going out, white supremacists, tearing shit up. I mean, you saw quick the media and the Democrats and never Trumpers all of a sudden gave a fuck about cops. You know, we lost 36 of them over the summer of love. We didn't have a problem with that. Those were peaceful protests. If you didn't say that, you were a fucking Nazi. Yeah. But yeah. All of a sudden, they they fucking, they cared. Sure. They cared. They even had wakes. I mean, I, I just saw fucking the wake of the guy who was killed by the um not mention race, skin, or organization. A um incursion, the media is saying, by a guy who wanted to overthrow the government, but he happened to be black and he was from, you know, the nation of Islam. So we don't talk bad about that. No, 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 no. 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 More white people get killed by cops and more black people get killed by themselves. By their own fucking people. And in all cases when a white black Martian or a three dick Venusian changing planets. It's the action reaction of not following the fucking commands by the fucking police. How hard is this? Do what the fuck you're told. You don't get shot. So we're going to media jerk off, because I got to do it every show, because this is the shit that just, oh my God, it's just like fucking Project Veritas, who's now silenced with the crazy ass, you can't speak about these people, because they're the real fascists. And then we'll do a short woke. Enjoy. I love a politic. the media jerk off.
0: Of the
5: week so hot. MSNBC political analyst and publisher of the newsletter newsletter entitled The Inc. Anand Geared Artists. Mike Barnacle and Casey Hunt are back with us as well. And Anand, we want to start with your new piece for the Atlantic, entitled Welcome to the New Progressive Era, and you write in part this. The conversation that I've had in recent weeks have painted a portrait of an improbable coming together of people and forces. A moderate president with an ascendant progressive movement at his back and at his throat facing a a once-in-a-generation window of opportunity.
11: There's the acute moment we're in of COVID, the plague, this kind of once-in-a-generation political opportunity to do something big because of how bad things are, but also the accumulation of crises, the death of the American dream, frankly, over the last generation. And without COVID, perhaps there wouldn't be uh, the political will to do big things. It amounts, in my view, to potentially... Potentially 2021 being a break not just from 2017 and Trumpism, not just from 2009 and the kind of limited response to a previous crisis, but really a break from 1981 and the, the dawn of the age of fundamental assumption that government is the problem. Um, government, the idea of government as a redemptive force to make people's lives better, is back. That ends up being an incredibly powerful combination. Uh, that that could spell uh, a transformational presidency and a presidency against all odds, given Biden's record, that ends up shattering mm-hmm. the age of Reagan, the consensus of the Reagan era. For 40 years, from 1981 to 2021, the cultural wave of the country has been an anti-government wave. There's been liberals within that, progressives within it, Republicans. There's been different parties in power, but the fundamental set of assumptions is government is kind of regrettable at best and evil at worst, and we should rein it in.
1: Tonight, President Trump is expected to significantly reduce U.S. troop strength in Afghanistan and Iraq. Now, that's despite warnings from Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and fired Defense Secretary Mark Esper that the move could lead to more violence in those countries. CBS News has learned American forces would be cut by about 2,000 in Afghanistan and by 500 in Iraq. That would leave roughly 2,500 U.S. troops in each. Now here to Washington, a major announcements coming from the president. Tomorrow, America's longest war is coming to an end in a matter of months. A war that cost the U.S. more than 2,000 lives and taxpayers trillions of dollars. CBS's Weijia Jiang has more from the White House. President Biden's
0: decision to withdraw all American troops from Afghanistan is notable for the deadline he... September 11th, the 20th anniversary of the attacks that brought them there in the first place to track down Osama bin Laden. Mr. Biden had recently hinted that he would make this move frustrated with a war that is now in its third decade.
10: We will leave. The question is when we leave, but we are not staying a long time.
0: administration made a deal to withdraw the 3,300 troops currently there by May 1st, but the president thought that was too soon. The White House said by September, al-Qaeda would no longer pose a threat to the U.S. homeland. Republicans slammed the decision.
3: Precipitously withdrawing U.S. forces from Afghanistan is a grave mistake.
0: Afghan officials, fearful of a resurgent Taliban, told News a civil war was inevitable.
9: Turn it up, turn it on Rockin' like we fell to the bone and on the floor, runnin' loose Gotta put these to let speak to you If you need education in the part of scene As you think you can
8: dance with me This ain't no joke Turn up, let's get woke
16: Last year, you wrote an op-ed in Newsweek uh, entitled, I Prosecuted Police Killings, Defund the Police, But Be Strategic. Do you still believe it is a good idea to defund the police?
14: Thank you, Senator, for that question. Um, I do not support defunding the police. The impetus for writing that op-ed was to make clear that I do not support defunding the police. And I... Um, spend considerable time talking about the need to channel resources to uh, places such as um, mental health treatment to alleviate some of the burdens that we place on the doorstep of law enforcement, some of the issues we ask them to wrestle with that are outside their core competency. M- but m- Ms. Ms. If Clark,
16: I- let, let me, and we have limited time, so let me... You say you don't support defunding the police. You just said it twice. The title of your article was defund the police. But let's not just look to the title. Your article begins by saying that the national protests we saw last year, quote, opened up space for transformative policy discussions. You then continue to write into that space. And this is a quote into that space has surged a unifying call from the Black Lives Matter movement. Defund the police. Do you really believe defund the police is a unifying call? I, I don't support defund the police. Well, I'm reading from your article. Did, do you amidst, disagree with your article?
14: Amidst the demonstrations and protests, I wanted to provide a different perspective. I don't support taking away resources from police and putting communities in harm's way. We, there's a rise okay. in hate crimes okay. and extremism.
16: Miss Clark, you, you know you're testifying under oath here.
6: Please That's allow her to. Uh, you just Senator said a moment Cruz, ago, Senator Cruz. Please allow her to complete her answers.
16: Well, I'm not going to allow her to filibuster. So I'm going to ask a question. If she wants to answer the question that I asked, she can do so. But I'm not. She I'm not should be
6: allowed. I hope you'll show respect to the witness. I I I will
16: show respect to every witness, but we also have limited time, as you're aware. And you've been on this committee long enough to know that witnesses, in avoiding questions, will try to filibuster on different topics. So I'm going to ask questions, and I'm going to expect answers to the questions I ask. And I understand the chairman wants to jump in and defend the witnesses, but but that's your prerogative to try to do so. I will defend
6: witnesses on either side and members on either side. We will be respectful in this committee. I hope that all members
16: will. uh, I I, expect the same standard will be, be applied to, to, to senators on both sides. Now, let's return to, you just said you don't support cutting funds from police. I find that astonishing and, Ms. Clark, frankly, not credible, because I'm holding the article you wrote, and I actually pulled out a highlighter and highlighted the beginning of each, each paragraph going through. And about midway through, you have a paragraph that says, we must invest less in police and more in social workers. The next paragraph is, we must invest less in police and more in social support to our schools. The next paragraph begins, we must invest less in police and more in me- mental health aid. Three paragraphs in your article, you begin with the words, we must invest less in police. And you just told this committee under oath, you don't support investing less in police. How do, how do you square those?
14: If, if, I, if I may, Senator, I uh, support the fact that President Biden is committing 300 million new dollars for cop, the cops program, 300 million new dollars uh, for resources to the police. I wrote that op-ed without having the power of the purse string behind me, and talked about how we can allocate a limited pool of resources in a more effective way. So you, but, you
16: believe you were wrong last year when you called for defunding the police and investing less in the police?
14: It's a poor title chosen by the editor. It's not just but the title; it's your
16: text. We must invest less in police. Three paragraphs. You begin with those words. You wrote those words. Do you agree with those words today? Uh,
14: Without the power of the purse string, I wrote those words. But President Biden is committing more resources to police, and I think that's a great thing, Senator.
6: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Clark, in the fall of 2008, two members of the new Black Panther Party, uh, which is, of course, a, a violent hate group that focuses on racial violence, stood outside of a polling place in Philadelphia dressed in military attire, and brandishing a billy club. In January 2009, just a couple months later, the Department of Justice charged those same individuals and the new Black Panther Party itself with criminal voter intimidation. But just a month after that, the then new acting head of the Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division dismissed nearly all the charges. Do you think the U.S. Department of Justice was wrong to prosecute those individuals who showed up at a polling place wielding a billy club? Um,
14: I believe that um, the leadership of the Justice Department had the prerogative to bring the cases that it deemed appropriate to bring.
6: Now, uh, did, did um, did you want the Department of Justice to drop a case?
14: Um, i I may have espoused that opinion publicly, but uh, so did many people I think there were many people who, who 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 deemed that a weak case.
6: Did you communicate with anyone at the Department of Justice about that advocating for them dropping it
14: i I I did not engage in any advocacy around that case, if that's what you're asking, Senator. I I did communicate with people regarding public information, publicly available information about the case.
6: There are a Um, couple of Department of Justice officials who have testified under oath that while you were at the NAACP, you specifically asked Laura Coates, uh, an attorney within the Department of Justice Civil Rights Division, uh, when the case would be dismissed. Is that accurate?
14: Um, Senator, I have testified under oath, and I'll repeat here: I did not engage in any advocacy, one way or another, around how the Justice Department should handle that case.
6: Okay, but you did talk to her about it. You asked her when it would be dismissed.
14: I, I don't recall that conversation, Senator.
6: Now, do you think the Department of Justice should? Let's—we'll just step out as a, one level of abstraction. Should the Department of Justice prosecute cases when members? racially motivated hate group stand outside of a polling place wielding billy clubs?
14: I think that voter intimidation is a, a real issue that should be addressed. And there are tools in the Voting Rights Act to help address
6: voter intimidation. Okay, let's talk about another case. In 2006, the U.S. Department of Justice prosecuted a, a Democratic committee official, uh, an individual named Ike Brown, uh, who's in Mississippi. He was prosecuted for relentless racial discrimination. Uh, uh, And and, and the court held that Brown, quote, had engaged in racially motivated manipulation of the electoral process to the detriment of white voters, close quote. Now, prosecutors uh, produced evidence indicating that Brown had paid off notaries um, to illegally mark absentee ballots and published a list of voters uh, based on race with a warning that the voters whom he disfavored on the basis of race would be challenged at the polls. Did you disagree with the Department of Justice's decision to prosecute Ike Brown for voter suppression?
14: So, Senator, in 2006, when that case was filed, I was still at the de- criminal section serving as the federal prosecutor.
6: Okay. Now, there's an official at the U.S. Department of Justice who testified under oath that you, quote, spent a considerable amount of time attacking the Civil Rights Division's decision to file and prosecute, close quote, uh, at this particular Voter suppression case while you were at the NAACP. Did you discuss the Ike Brown case with officials within the Department of Justice Civil Rights Division?
14: Um, no, no, Senator. Uh, and and to be clear, when that case was filed, I was in at the Justice Department uh, serving as a dedicated federal prosecutor in the criminal section. After I left the Justice Department, I espoused the view that uh, the voter intimidation claim in that case was weak. And the court agreed that claim was ultimately dismissed by the, the federal judge who handled that case.
6: Ms. Clark, I want to read a non-exhaustive list of, of um, elements of the American society, uh, elements that you have uh, at one point or another described in the past as racist. Police departments, federal agencies, Airbnb election laws designed to combat fraud, the workplace, America's DNA, the Virginia Military Institute, the healthcare industry, federal courts, and the Department of Justice. Now, you've worked uh, for the Department of Justice and, and, and with the federal courts. Were those institutions racist when you worked there?
14: So, um, Senator, I don't have the, the context for the list that you just. Uh, have ran you described through. them as racist? I generally use the term discrimination. I'm a a lawyer, I follow the facts, and I believe that uh, there are instances where you may find that one particular employer or one particular landlord engaged in discriminatory conduct. But I don't don't deem institutions or structures to be blanketly racist.
6: Were, Were they racist when you worked there?
14: I I didn't follow the question. Uh,
6: Was the U.S. Department of Justice a racist institution?
5: No,
14: Senator. The Justice Department is anchored by dedicated career employees who work hard every day to follow the facts uh, and to to adhere to the law. True or not?
15: Lawrence, it's good to be on with you. Uh, Every American should be upset at the performance they saw from Kristen Clark today, a radical left winger. Um, so she has repeatedly attacked the police. First off, she advocated to defund the police last year. She was pressed on that today, and she said, oh, I never advocated for that. I said, well, you wrote an article, the title of which was Defund the Police. And she says, well, I didn't choose the title. It's like, well, the article itself in the text that you wrote says Defund the Police. And she just used bald-faced lies to claim that she never said those things. Or take, for instance, the questions I pressed her on. I gave her examples in which officers had been involved in a shooting to protect themselves and our fellow citizens, like uh, Michael Brown in Ferguson or Jacob Blake in Kenosha last year. Subsequent, impartial, sometimes Democratic-run tribunals found that those shootings were justified. In the Michael Brown case, it was Vanita Gupta. A predecessor at the division of civil rights at the department of justice and eric holder who said there's no basis to press charges against officer darren wilson who had to shoot michael brown whenever or in self-defense in ferguson in 2014. but senator you're simply say S- that senator, all-
3: you're bringing all these facts but during the committee <sighs> hearing democrats painted a different picture take a look at this what they have to say
7: Ms. clark i'm a little bewildered by um efforts we've seen here so far today Uh, to paint you as somehow anti-law enforcement.
6: Some are so threatened by the prospect of a revitalized civil rights division that they have already engaged in baseless attacks. I have...
2: That's the Kristen Clark hearing, and I just want you to understand, there is no way in hell an extremist on the right would even be brought up for a hearing. The media would ixnay on that in about 2.3 seconds. So, let's play the music in the background because it makes me smile as I'm inside like a clown crying. Was that? That was pretty gay. I can't believe I just said that, but yeah, whatever. It's fun. Where are we at? Segments, boom. Trying to make this a short show. I think an hour and a half will make us a little bit gooder. Boom. Turn the volume down because it's going to be too loud. Oh. Good times. Black Lives Matter activists charged with anti-Asian hate crime after posting online against hate. That is so juicy. I mean, come on. Come on. Black Lives Matter activists who posted numerous messages online against hate and allegedly stood in solidarity with Asian-Americans after a gunman killed six Asian women in Alabama has been charged with a hate crime against three Asian-American women. Jason Rance reported that police have charged Christopher Hamner of Seattle with a hate crime. On March 16th, Seattle police said Hamner approached a mother as she was driving with her two young children. Police incident report says an unprovoked but angry hammer stuck towards her car while shouting expletives, including, Agent Biatch! He was allegedly seen punching his fist together while shouting for the victim, Get out of the car! Because he was going to jack her! Oh no! There's more. Three days later, on March 19th, according to an incident report, two females were driving behind Hamner when he stopped his car at a random... At random, sorry. That sounded weird. At a random? What? When the victim tried to drive past him, he cut them off, opened the door, and started to yell at them, Fuck you, Asian! Police say Hammer then got out of the car, and started to charge at them while yelling. He threw some plastic objects at their vehicle, and then they drove off to escape what they thought was a threat of imminent assault. It's all made up! Oh no, there was a camp. Yeah, they had a Dash cam that caught it all. But we will not have that nationwide because we haven't done it since day one. Just like Kristen Clark. That's why I played 12 fucking minutes of finally some Republicans pushing back on a un there's no fucking way you can't think that person's a racist. Everything about Kristen Clark's background, everything she said, everything she's she's a racist hates white people. It's okay. In our country, you can hate white people. (sighs) Patrice Cooler is the executive director of Black Lives Matter. She serves in the role of blah, 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 and now BLM Marx's co-founder, raked in $20,000 a month, serving as a chairman of an LA-based jail reform group. I told you over and over and over it's about the Benjamins with this whole black thing, man. I mean, come on. Look at motherfucking Sharpton. Let's be honest. He's supposed to be a civil rights activist and a pastor, but he owned $3 million in back taxes. How much money you got to do to fucking owe $3 million? Think about that. Media didn't, but I didn't. California ethics study advisor to teachers be extra careful about parents seeing what materials are being used. They know what they're doing's wrong. And then we have this, which, is it out of order? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to save on that. Hold on a second. Mm, yeah, okay, okay. Exclusive interview white student accused of sending racist messages to a black student investigated dubs it a hoax. It's another one. It's all bullshit. And the college has done what they usually do. Let it go. Roe v. Wade is out and I'm gonna play a trailer on it because let's be honest with all the pro let's abort kids as toddlers It's neat to know that the whole Roe v. Wade thing is everything else in our society, liberal activists, liberal media with an agenda making you all believe that everybody's for third trimester abortion and federal funding of abortion.
8: Arguments in Roe against Wade. You may proceed. If you really want to know how abortion became legal in our country, I will tell you the true story. Dr.
13: Mildred Jefferson, would you like to head up a Right to Life group that I'm starting?
8: Dr. Bernard Nathanson's
7: clinics are performing a thousand abortions per week. That's why I'm taking up the fight.
12: I wanted to get abortion legalized across the country. We're looking for a pregnant girl to challenge the abortion laws. We'll give her a pseudonym. Call her Jane Rowe. It's genius that we no one will ever
5: know about her past.
11: First, they came after the Jews, and then they came after the mentally deficient. We did nothing, and now they're coming after the unborn, and so you're going to do nothing?
2: Robert Byrd for Henry Wade. No judge or jury in their right mind would ever let abortion happen in Texas.
9: You've been watching too much TV. This case has nothing to do with women's rights.
2: It's God's duty to forgive. It's ours to rule the law.
9: You're changing your vote because your family found out.
6: Or, or was it the media?
12: If we don't sort this out, fur will fly today. You are trying to control this Old Buddy. That is completely unethical.
10: A matter of Roe v. Wade. I want the case re-argued.
9: Faith in God. Respect for his law that law being human law
13: we got the majority we're gonna win
8: perhaps this is beyond the authority of the supreme court we are the law of the land
12: these girls should not be put through the pregnancy and should be
0: entitled to an abortion God,
9: forgive me. What have I
10: done?
5: the true silent minority who is speaking for these children
2: It's important film. I mean, most people don't even know the lady's now pro-life because she didn't realize what she was doing because she was hoodwinked like most of these young girls with the SHOUT MY ABORTION! On to COVID, and I got the soundbite. I'm going to play it like every other conservative is. It'll come. Democrats establish a fund so families of deceased COVID victims can get $9,000. What could go wrong? Chunk Unger Now people are saying they won't travel to red states because it's a danger to be around conservatives. Nearly half of Republicans say they won't take the vaccine. It's literally hazardous to your health to be around this death cult. Their ignorance has reached a clinical level. That is so fraught with falsehood, lying My God, they're making shit up and they can because nobody calls them on it. Nobody makes a big, I mean, the, the equivalency of Chuck, Chuck Unger is Tucker Carlson. Everything he says is the worst. It's still black people, Latino, inner city people proportionally who don't want to get the fucking vaccine, but to fly off that. So nobody does a report. So, I mean, which is so stupid because if they did the report, they'd just call them a bunch of fucking racists. They're saying it's conservatives and we need to do the hee-haw campaign. Jake Tapper defends pick a masked-up Biden walking through Arlington National Cemetery. A lot of backfire. Wolf Blitzer, President Joe Biden announced the end of America's longest war this morning. Front page headline. They show him walking in Arlington. White House wanted the visual reminder of the human cost of war. That sacrifice has been made. That this isn't just an abstract decision. Because he knows so much about it because he was there, man. He was there for a couple weeks and wrote a book. We're now different, the feeling about this now, among your peers. Seriously, do you guys think we suffer some kind of selective amnesia? When President Trump wanted to bring soldiers home, you guys in the media went all out to find people to mock him for it. Yet, yeah, Jake, we saw it. And we also know how contrived the photo is. He never once took it back. He defended it as, well, that was, you know, all presidents do it. But the part I'm bringing up is he is vaccinated. Why was he in a cemetery with dead people by himself with a mask? Why? Why? What the fuck is the point? You're vaccinated and there's nobody there. The photo is within a photo. And, and I'm going to pause. Well, I'm going to play the soundbite. And then I'm going to put the photo up and we're, we're going to talk about it. So here is uh, Jordan and all the Dems. And I want to ask you once again. If a motherfucker told Aunt Nancy Fucker Maxine Waters to shut her mouth, Lord have say. When
13: is the time? When do Americans get their freedom back? Can you put your microphone, on, please? When we get the level of infection in this country low enough that it is not a really high threat. What is low enough? Give me a number. What I mean, I, we, we, we had 15 days to slow the spread, turned into one year of lost liberty what metrics what measures what has to happen before americans get their freedoms
9: my message uh congressman jordan is to get as many people vaccinated as quickly as we possibly can to get the level of infection in this country low that it is no longer a threat
13: that is when and i believe when that happens you will see what determines when I'm sorry. What? What measure? I mean, are are we just going to continue this forever? When does, when does, when do we get to the point? What measure, what standard, what objective uh, outcome do we have to reach before, before Americans get their liberty and freedoms back?
9: You know, you're indicating liberty and freedom. I look at it as a
13: public health measure to prevent people from dying and going to the hospital. You don't think Americans' liberties have been threatened the last year, Dr. Fauci? They've been assaulted. Their liberties have. I
9: don't look at this as a liberty thing, Congressman Jordan. Well, that's obvious as a public health thing.
13: But, but uh,
9: the, I the, disagree with you, you on think that. The Constitution
13: completely. is suspended during a during a, a, a virus, during a pandemic. It's certainly not. This will end for sure when we get the level of infection
9: very low. It is now at such a high level. There's a threat, again, of major
13: surgery. Dr. Fauci, Fauci, over the last year, Americans' First Amendment rights have been completely attacked. Your right to go to church, your right to assemble, your right to petition your government, freedom of the press, freedom of speech have all been assaulted. I mean, for a year now, Americans haven't been able to go to church. Even today, when they go to church, they're limited in the size of, of, of worshipers who can meet. Your right to assemble? Oh, my goodness. We had a curfew last fall in Ohio. You had to be in your home at 10. In Pennsylvania, you had to be in your home. Uh, When you're in your home, you had to wear a mask. In Vermont, when you're in your home, you didn't have to wear a mask, Dr. Fauci, because you weren't allowed to have people over to your house. Yeah, Yeah. Congressman Jordan. Your ability to petition your government for a year. For a year, American citizens haven't been able to come to their capital to petition their government to talk to their representatives and freedom of the press. These very pictures that Representative Scalise just showed you and talked about, Guess what? The press isn't allowed in those facilities. The press is not. The Biden administration will not let the press in there, and certainly freedom of speech. I mean, freedom. Of, uh, governor of our third largest state meets with with physicians, and that and that's that that video is censored because they dare to agree, disagree with Dr. Fauci. So I just want to know when do Americans get their First Amendment liberties back?
9: You know, I don't think anything was censored because they felt they couldn't disagree with me. I think you your. Pers- you're pers- making this a personal thing, and it isn't.
13: It's not a personal thing. No, you are.
9: That is exactly what you're doing.
13: No, your recommendations carry a lot of weight, Dr. Fauci. We just had the the chair of yeah. the financial services committee said she loves you, and you're the greatest thing in the world. Will my the recommendations
9: yield? are consistent.
13: Will the gentleman yield? No, it's my. It's my now, time. Can I answer the question, please?
9: My recommendations are not a personal recommendation. It's based on. The CDC guidance, which is which is and which I'm asking a question,
13: what measures have to be attained before yeah. Americans get their First Amendment liberties back? I just told you that. I know you me. haven't given anything specific. You said we hope when this. Tell me specifically. Right now, right reached.
9: now, we have about 60,000 infections a day, which is a very large risk for a surge. We're not talking about liberties. We're talking about a pandemic that has killed 560,000 Americans.
13: I, and I That's get that, what we're Doc, talking about. And I don't disagree with that. And I understand how serious that is. But I also stand it's pretty serious when businesses have been shut down. People can't go to church. People can't assemble in their own homes with their friends, with their families. People can't go to a loved one's funeral. People can't get to their government petition their representative to redress their grievances. Right. I also understand the First Amendment is pretty darn important. And it's been a year. And I want to know when right. Americans will get those First Amendment liberties right. back.
9: You just said people cannot assemble in their own homes. They can. That's a CDC recommendation for vaccination.
8: Not last fall, they
13: couldn't. I didn't hear Not last fall, they couldn't. I I didn't hear what he said.
3: The gentleman's time has expired. Um, I'll give you one instance of when we can get our liberties back. It's when 90%. The members of the United States Congress getting vaccinated. Well,
13: I want to know if that's what Dr. Fauci is. Is it 90 percent, Dr. Fauci? Is it 90 percent? That's what I'm that's what I'd like to know. Give me some give us some objective standards versus when certain things get reached, we might be able to get back to having our liberty. When? What are the numbers?
9: you're going to see a gradual. uh, From the right now, we're at an unacceptably high level. We're on a daily basis. It's unacceptably high regardless of who you are, what you're going to see as more and more people get vaccinated and we get over three million people a day, you're going to see the level of infection come down and down and gradually there will be more flexibility for doing the things
13: that you're talking about. Where does it get to? When it comes down, what number do we get our liberties back? Tell me the number.
3: Tell me the number. When 90% of the members of Congress get vaccinated.
13: But you're not a doctor, Mr. Clyburn. He is. What is the number?
5: I can't Thank give... you for recognizing me, Mr. Clyburn. Thank you. Here now recognizes
12: me the time. Uh, for
5: five I'd like minutes. my question answered.
13: Reclaiming
4: I don't
5: want to... my time. I want to... Reclaiming I want to... my regular time. Order. Regular order. No, just a moment,
13: Mr. 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 Chairman. Mr. Chairman, I don't want you to answer my question. The American people want Dr. Fauci to answer the well, question. what does it have to be?
2: So let's break that down once again. The 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 whole Jordan segment. If we're going by the science, you would have a date. You would have sometime in the future, this is all going to end. But they don't want to give up the power. Once again, they haven't. I mean, here's a totally ancillary comment if I can get it to pop up. What the fuck? It's not popping up. Let me pop it back up again. A, a- damn flying to Nazi Margarita, Florida calls out pastors at the airport for daring to eat snacks without a mask on. And of course they deleted it. So, so you can't get it anymore. But they, the, the whole left is so in this. They're so fired up. Matthew Miller from MSDNC did not quite anticipate the wave of euphoria and emotion that comes with this first shot. Go get your vaccine folks. Cause he took a selfie. It's really big. It's so important. I gotta have it! They're so into this. So fucking into it. They can't give it up. It's giving them so much power. But why can't you just give facts to people? This photo is so many things. It is him doing the kabuki theater of the mask when he's vaccinated... And he's literally surrounded by the dead. Why? Why? Why why would you do that? Why do you need to do that? Why do you feel you have to do it if it isn't all kabuki theater? I mean, I have a soundbite in here. I could play of literally Gupta saying he doesn't believe the fucking UN... Report about Wuhan. I mean, so many things. Of where it came from. To not wearing a mask. To wearing a mask. To wearing three masks. To herd immunity. To you can get a shot. You go back to your life. No, you can't. It's a clusterfuck. Down to Trump made the fucking vaccine. And all liberals said don't get it. Because it's Trump. And now, oh, you fucking conservatives when it's a lie and it's not conservatives. Literally. None of this is called out. And then you put it in the fact that Wolf Blitzer, CNN, all of them framing this photo and making sure everybody sees it to continue the mirage that we know from fucking Project Veritas that their whole thing is a propaganda network. While they're saying Tucker Carlson is the wrong with journalism. I mean, this photo is everything. It's a man who was for these wars, who didn't want Trump to pull him out of the war, who wanted to have the rights to do it on a day he sets out so the Taliban's ready. I mean, fuck. I'm going to play this. I'm going to play this shit. This is motherfucking Frito. Frito... Bandido. He got the balls to run his
10: mouth. Solidarity behind science. We know that that's what it takes to bring COVID numbers down. And we know that is what is needed to end this pandemic. All of us know it. So what was all this? When do we get our liberty back on Capitol Hill today by Republican Congressman Jim Jordan? It's people who believe what he believes who don't want to get the vaccine. Why isn't he talking to them about giving the rest of us our liberty back? It ends... When they get our crap together, right? And you get the vaccines and you get to a certain point and you have too many people on the right who don't want to get the vaccine. Science tells us cases are rising because the variant is bad. And you have 23% of Americans fully vaccinated. Now, a lot of that 23% are the older and the vulnerable, and that's going to help us. But if we don't get 50, 60, 70% and we're not doing the mitigation, it's going to take more time. Everybody knows that. Okay? So that's why it is baffling when you have people like Senator Ted Cruz joining Rand Paul and ditching his mask as they walk the halls of Congress. Cruz explains at this point, I've been vaccinated. Everybody working in the Senate has been vaccinated. No, not your staff. Not a lot of people in the media. They haven't gotten it. And the current CDC guidelines states very clearly that if you're vaccinated, you got to still keep taking precautions like wearing a mask. You can still get sick. You won't be as sick, but you can give it to somebody else. So he's not just wrong. But he's doing it for the wrong reason. And he knows experts are still learning how vaccines affect COVID spread. We know this. We know it's not 100%. The latest CDC data makes it all very clear. All right. 5,800 people who've been fully vaccinated against COVID have gotten infected anyway. But the only way to keep the number down is to listen to
2: science. They all know it. They're just playing. Here's a guy who faked his COVID quarantine. It's on the record, on a radio, admitted it, that the, the, the network still brought him up from the grave, who mocked everybody, was part of the push to get Trump out of office, while his brother was lying about stats, sexually harassing the entire world, and he was covering up all of it. I mean, the governor didn't even trust the experts. It's just a microcosm of our media that's why I harped on a photo if Trump did it he's disrespecting it would be the, he's not wearing a mask who is he to pull him out I I could have spent an hour just on the Afghanistan drawback because we just went through this a couple months ago he wanted to pull him out and the media establishment Democrats everybody lost They're fucking shit over it. Oh, no, 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 he can't do that. No. Who is Trump to do that? And then they're censored. The Veritas site and the Veritas founder censored. Trying to take Tucker Carlson out. We spent four years saying a hey, guy's a fascist. Every policy they're doing is just power. And every night this lady is on TV. This is America. You got you
11: it's time for the worst
16: soundbite when the liberal media is pushing one of them agenda story and
1: says, and This is America 2021. Hey, yeah, this is America. One's in my area. my
9: area. I got the strap.
1: We can't stay anywhere forever, especially when we've got home security threats in terms of violent white nationalism that's threatening our capital, when we've got our own former president inciting people into violence and pushing them more into this violent white extremism, much the way bin Laden you know, did, sort of inspiring people to be this way. We, do you feel, as somebody who ran DHS, that we've got to turn our focus here because we've got our own internal terroristic threats to deal with?
2: You know, as a person who actually fought the Taliban and Al-Qaeda, nothing the GOP conservatives are doing is like the Taliban or Al-Qaeda. But BLM reminds me, and I say this objectively, I say this wholeheartedly, I believe this. The far, far left is just like the Taliban. Wiping down monuments. Destroying religion. Suppressing free speech. Locking people up for minor charges. Releasing people with major charges. Changing every point. Every institution of a government. It is just like the Taliban. Identical. And that's why she says it. That's why they go after anybody who could speak. I mean... This is an actual article from Bloomberg to end the show. Bloomberg opinion editor says absence of American jobs, a good thing. And he goes through the article and he basically says that the people that got put out of energy jobs by Biden, well, they really don't deserve jobs because they worked in a horrible industry. And it's better that America doesn't have those jobs. We don't need those jobs. We don't need them. Energy is bad. I mean, who says those kind of things? I mean, I know they think it, but who says it out loud? Who prints it? That is like a conservative person putting out an article that Dante Wright had it coming because he's a thug who beat a woman. How far would that go? How? I mean, for fuck's sake, people, if you haven't woken up and realized we're on a crash course for socialism, I don't know what you're paying attention to. Every fucking thing my fat ass harped about last summer is happening. State, filibuster, court. They want all power. And you, you have to understand, six seats, one seat in the presidency, they have no mandate. They lost a lot of seats. People just didn't want Trump. They have no mandate for any of this. Nobody wants this. But the more shocking thing is the buying in completely by the media to protect everything Biden does. I'm not shocked by Project Veritas. It's clearly obvious CNN's propaganda, but it's not CNN that scares me. It's ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS. They're all not putting out facts. I mean, if you stay tied in, you know... In the House, in the Senate, and on the Supreme Court, Democrats don't take a dump by themselves. They're a monolith, other than Mansion and Cinema recently. Buyers they want to get rid of because he said it was a bad idea. You don't know that 367 times the left did filibuster the republicans have only done it once once but it's jim crow you don't know the majority of blue states have fucking id laws you just know that georgia's white supremacy jim crow and the simple fact that we can have the un ambassador saying america's a racist shithole after all the shit we said about calling country shithole, Christian Clark, a confirmed racist, could be at the Justice Department and a geriatric that was propped up by the media and they've admitted it, now with the CNN tapes and the Time article of fortifying the election, he can run around and say Jim Crow about voting laws and everybody's okay with it. Yeah, that's bad. That That's really bad. Because if you don't know what Jim Crow is, you know, I heard it on a show the other day and it's really true. And I, I don't say those things. I, Jim Crow to me is separate bathrooms, dining rooms, buses. No, it was stupid shit like how many jelly beans in a jar so you could vote. Literacy tests, poll taxes. That That's not there. And the fact that the media doesn't even say those were made by Democrats. Dixie-crats. Says all you need to know about everything. We now have no trust in the FBI. We have no trust in our voting system. We have no trust in our press. They're either doing this as a gigantic power grab. Oh, and immigration. We don't trust immigration because they're not even giving people summons. Or they're trying with all this to make extremists to justify what they're doing and if this continues i know a lot of people say it but i i don't see how this doesn't make a bunch of extreme people how it doesn't produce white supremacists this is horrible This is an assault on everything about America. And when our UN ambassador is telling the world we are the shithole, when we have come so far from slavery, Jim Crow, it's such a lie and you tie in everything. Voting rights, the shootings, the fucking Supreme Court, statehood. critical race theory these people shouldn't be in charge of a fucking book club let alone the federal government so this wraps up another episode of flyover politic podcast please share it to your family and friends send comments to foppodcast.com. you can get the video and audio at foppodcast.com. you can get the back episodes for video and audio at foppodcast.com. Disconnect from all your devices. Don't use Google. Use DuckDuckGo to find things out. Watch Richmond and root for number 19. And our next podcast will be... We're going to shoot for Wednesday. But I'll probably do it Tuesday because I'll get bored. So we'll say 21 April, year of our Lord, 2020. Once again, sorry about jamming this in really quick. It's a little shorter's podcast. But it's probably better. And I promise that after this is all done, I will check and make sure the audio is not fucked up. As always, thanks for listening. Take care.